0: Hey guys, welcome back to coffee with Chris, uh, the podcast where we take a very multidimensional kinetic, and of course, defiant approach to all things regarding fitness and lifestyle. I am your host coach Chris. Uh, welcome back to Coffee with Chris. I am so, so happy to be back on here. Um, I've taken about a month and haven't really um, put anything out there. I've recorded a lot of podcasts, but um, I do really try to discern a difference between um, what's going to help people and where my heart is at. And um, of course, everybody knows the world is a little bit intense right now, uh, and I've if you do follow me on Instagram, uh you know that I have been posting things that um in my opinion the world needs to wake up to. Um but at the end of the day that is just that that is my opinion. Um and I do know that with quarantine and being at home and just with everything that's happening now more than ever, it's important to be healthy, right? Um, and I realize that a lot of people are taking it upon themselves now to start fitness journeys. Um, maybe in the beginning of COVID, you kind of just took it easy. Uh, everything was kind of scary and weird. So people kind of put fitness on a back burner and um i think we all thought that it wouldn't last as long as it has so uh i know a lot of you are just you're ready to start feeling better you're ready to lose weight you're ready to be healthier and i know when you're new to weight loss and you're trying to w- lose weight the first thing we do is you know google how to lose weight or ask our friends hey you know have you ever done this diet i'm reading about it and xyz right we we always seek others for help. Um, and so this podcast is going to be kind of an inside look at a fitness journey and kind of the stages of the fitness journey. Um, if you look at anybody who is great at anything, playing an instrument, they didn't just one day say, I want to play the violin, pick up the violin. And all of a sudden they were first chair material. Um, All of a sudden you don't say, well, I want to I want to be a great soccer player. You don't go and, you know, pick out a soccer ball and go. And all of a sudden you're the next Mia Hamm. If you are going to be great at anything, it takes consistent practice. It takes a lot of trial and error. And weight loss is no different than that. Weight loss, I would submit to you, is a skill. And you look at some people and they seem to be able to keep a nice physique year round and you wonder how they do it. Because you've been stuck in this yo-yo dieting cycle and you've never been able to successfully keep the weight off. It's not that you're broken. It's not that you're, there's something wrong with you. It's simply because it's a skill that maybe you haven't learned the right tactics yet. Maybe you haven't been exposed to the right way of losing weight and keeping it off. And so something that I think we miss is we see the women on magazines that maybe we want to be like, or look like, uh, we see this image in our head of what we want to look like when we, when we look at ourselves in the mirror, uh, we put clothes on and they don't fit. We, we, We see these women who have had the success that we want, and we wonder how they got there. And we follow their Instagrams and we can read magazines, and there's tips and tricks for so many things. Um, But really, what's missing is that it isn't an overnight success. It's not even a one year long success. Women that are able to keep weight off and look great year round and not have these spouts of weight gain, weight loss, weight gain, weight loss. It's because they have mastered the skill of their healthy lifestyle. And so my journey specifically of many women, I coach women. um, They ask me, you know, how to, what is the best way to lose weight? Um, That's probably one of the most common questions I get from people who, I don't know if they're looking for the easy way out, but uh, they just, they don't want to coach. They don't want anything. They just say, what is your best tip for me to lose weight? And the answer I give them is usually not the one they want to hear. Um, I think it might be helpful for me to provide some insight into the journey, the diets that I've tried, and what ultimately brought me to where I am today. Where keeping weight off is is easy. Living a healthy lifestyle is easy. Uh, weight loss is easy. And I never, ever, ever thought I'd be able to say that. And it's, it's liberating. It's freeing. It's, it's a great feeling. And so if you're stuck in some sort of cycle or you're looking to start, or you've started 300 times and you're willing to start your 300 first time hats off to you. Um, It can be done and it can be for you Uh, no matter how many times you have tried, no matter how many times you think you have failed. If you are willing to get back on the wagon and do it, you can have the same success. So the stages of my journey, I've been on a fitness journey for probably six or seven years. So remember when I say this is not an overnight success, if you are sitting and listening to this and you want, you have a vacation coming up in four weeks and you're wanting this Insane transformation. I want to submit to you that the first thing is to have realistic expectations. Um, no matter what you see on these silly magazines in the grocery store or on this girl who's trying to sell you a detox kit, you're not going. Now you can make great results in four weeks. Absolutely, you can feel better, you can look better, but you're not going to lose fifty pounds and you know fit into a size four bikini in four weeks. Not that that should be your goal. That is just an example. So, um, usually this is where a lot of women find themselves. And this is kind of like that first stage of a weight loss journey. Um, this, I like to call it the yo-yo cycle and it's where we don't do anything that is long-term. Um, this is where we're doing, like we eat super healthy Monday through Friday. I'm talking like salads, tuna, maybe a little few crackers, some grapes. We bare minimum eating right Monday through Friday. And then on the weekends you go ham and you feel that a, you're, you're fine. You're not going to, how can you gain weight? Because Monday through Friday, you've starved yourself. So you can eat whatever you want on the weekends and you should still lose weight because how does me starving myself for five days not grant me weight loss? you know, that's like the thought process. Um, the other one that I see are these like seven day juice cleanses. Um, you find this kit from this person who says they lost 10 pounds in a week. And guess what? I've done that before. I've lost almost 10 pounds in a week doing some sort of weird cleanse. But guess what? It's not fat. There's a difference between losing weight and losing fat. Your weight is compromised of your bones, uh, sodium levels, uh, um, I'm trying to say, I'm trying to find a nice word for poop, but we're just going to go with poop. <laughs> what you have in your insides, your digestion, um, weight will fluctuate. So losing weight doesn't mean anything. And that's not what eventually going to give us the body that we want. We want to lose fat. And so these juice cleanses, you are starving yourself of carbohydrates. Your body holds to water. It's usually about, I believe, three to four grams per gram of carbohydrate that you eat. So when you cut carbs, you are cutting out a lot. Of water that your body's holding on to, so the majority of those seven-day detoxes that that huge number drop you see on the scale, I'm sorry to burst the bubble, but it's not fat. That's not what we want. We don't want to lose muscle. We don't want to just lose water weight because water weight comes back very quickly. So you do this seven-day juice cleanse a week before your vacation. You think you look great. You think you feel great because you see a number on the scale. You know your your stomach may feel flatter the second you go on that vacation and you have your, you know, a la carte sushi with a martini on the side, you're going to gain almost all of that 10 pounds back. I've gained seven pounds overnight um, after I did a de- detox. Was that seven pounds of fat? No, it's just that water. It's the sodium. It's the fluctuations. So that is why this yo-yo cycle proves to have such uh disheartening Um, results and why women just want to rip their hair out because it does work for a short period of time, but it does not produce results or the results that we want. This includes your low carb, your low fat, you know, 30 day detox, all of these short term yo-yo fads that, that we like to get into because at the end of the day, me telling you that you need to take a year and focus on your healthy habits Doesn't sound very sexy. It sounds much cooler if I tell you that I have this cool new diet program and drink and and for 30 days, if you do exactly as I say, you're gonna have the body of your dreams. The question I always ask and the question you should always ask is what happens after that 30 days? If you are thinking about doing any of what I just explained, low carb, Monday through Friday, but kind of do whatever on the weekends, 30 day detox, seven day juice cleanse, anything like that, even if it's a diet, Can I do this long-term? Can this be sustainable for me and my life? If the answer is no, I highly encourage you to find a different route. Then we kind of move on to stage two. Let's just say you've been yo-yo dieting for so long since high school, right? And you're like, oh my gosh, I I just, I'm so sick of this. I want, I want to feel better. I want to look better. I'm so sick of this yo-yo cycle. So then it's the diet phase. And this is where women start doing paleo or keto or Atkins. Um, and although these still are in that umbrella of yo-yo dieting, because many women can't stick to them long-term, um, this is kind of that next step. We're like, okay, well, you know, the detox juice cleanse didn't work. So I'm going to do a diet. And this is exactly what I did. Um, I had a friend who he was, he was very overweight and he did a juice cleanse. And of course he lost weight. Cause he literally did nothing but drink vegetable juice, um, for 30 days. And, um, so I decided to try it. I bought a $300 juicer and I would buy pounds and pounds. Cause I tell you what, you know how much celery it takes to make a whole glass of celery juice. It's way more than you think. So I have loads and loads and loads of veggies in my fridge and every morning i'm juicing them and it takes forever the cleanup is awful it was just it was not fun and it didn't taste good so i did it uh it didn't last long for me though because i tell you what when you go from eating how you're eating now to juice only your body goes through a very rough phase um, you are tired you're hungry you have headaches you have brain fog I couldn't even remember i, w- I went and bought a A sofa, and the guy, you know, American Furniture Warehouse. He's putting in all my information, and he asked me for my phone number. I literally had to go into my phone and look up my phone number. I couldn't even remember my phone number. Um, so it just there's that's not healthy. That's not you know sustainable. That's not good. So I went into this phase two of what I like to call the diet phase, and I tried paleo. which is what's also known as the caveman diet. And basically they say you eat whatever the caveman ate. So it's a lot of um, meat. Um, you shouldn't eat, I believe it's grains and wheat, but you could have like corn tortillas and sweet potatoes, um, lots of nuts, spinach. Um, I mean, really it's not a bad diet because it's a lot of whole foods. But again, when you are going to a wedding, a birthday party or a barbecue and you're having, you know, hot dogs and hamburgers, you have to figure out, okay, what's paleo and what's not. That is why it's very hard because yes, in the comfort of your own home, you may be able to sustain this, but it is much harder if you want any sort of social life. Um, I had very, I had great success on paleo. Um, but again, I wanted some birthday cake and a burger with a real bun and it just eventually wasn't sustainable for me. Um, so then I did uh what they call the bro diet. So I like to call the bro diet and it's what you see a lot of like competitive bodybuilding bikini athlete women um their their main staples are like tilapia fish, spinach, uh rice cakes, tuna, um broccoli and rice. It's very strict, it's very just bland. Uh, and I would go to Tokyo Joe's and get their, their big, you could buy, um, almost like meal prep from them. So I would buy like a pound of broccoli, a pound of shredded chicken and a pound of brown rice. And every day I would just eat that. Um, it was the literally worst thing I've ever, I had to, that's actually when I started eating hot sauce and I I am not a spicy food girl. I mean, I am now, but back then, no thanks. I would douse this stuff in hot sauce because it was so disgusting and I was so sick and tired of eating the same thing every day, day in and day out. Um, honestly, I think that was like the worst diet I've ever been on. It just sucked. Um, so of course, if it's that terrible, it's not gonna be sustainable. So yep, I stopped that and a friend that I worked with at the time was doing keto. And he had really great results doing keto. And I see him eating like butter and steak and, uh, you know, gravy, all of these cheesed lots of cheese. And I'm like, uh, I want to do that. I'm so sick of broccoli. So I stopped the bro diet and started doing keto. Um, I have to be honest with you guys though. Keto, um, if you've followed me for any sort of period of time, um, it's probably been two years or so since I've done keto, but I did it for two years And I thought it was the best thing since sliced bread. And for me, keto opened up my eyes to a lot of habits that needed to change for me. Um, I remember the day I started keto, I told myself for 30 days, I am going to do keto. No matter what gets in my way, it's happening. Well, three days later, the person I was dating at the time, we decided to go to the mountains. I'm starting a brand new diet. And keto, guys, is high fat, no carbs. You see people doing Modified keto, and they're still having some carbs. True keto is no carbohydrates. Your carbs are coming from your vegetables. So, your spinach, which is like trace carbs, there's no carbs. So, I kept my carbohydrates under 25. My fats were like 130, and my protein was around 80 to 90. And these are, I'm talking grams. And I was like, oh crap, I told myself I would do this. So, I am going to do this, and I would get boiled eggs and mozzarella cheese sticks and pork rinds those are all keto friendly snacks um and i went up to the mountains and um i stuck with it and i was like i was proud of myself cuz guys how many of us start a diet the second we go on any sort of trip vacation road trip doesn't matter what it is you fall off cuz it's hard right it's, it it is and it takes that type of commitment in order to make change in your life, if every single time you start a diet and then your cousin comes into town and you drink three bottles of wine and go ham, if every single time you allow that to happen, you might not have success in your finished journey. I know that sounds harsh but it's a harsh reality a lot of us aren't willing to accept or that we don't realize and that's why we're not having success So something really important that that keto diet taught me very early on was wow, I do have the discipline to stick to a diet like I made it happen I brought my own little cooler and we're sitting there with my um, at the time boyfriend's family and I'm eating my... Boiled eggs and cheese sticks, and it was weird. And was I uncomfortable because everyone's eating whatever they want, and people are probably like, Why is that weird girl eating cheese sticks out of a cooler? Yeah, probably getting judged. But at the end of the day, it was my choice, my journey, and I had the discipline to do it. It honestly just fired me up because it was the first time in my life I had ever stuck to something over a vacation or a fun time. It was, it was eye-opening. Um, and I encourage you guys to do that. If you just started a diet or, you know, how many times you're like, well, um, I can't start this week cause it's Joey's birthday. And next week is, um, 4th of July the week after that. Oh, I have a company barbecue. You know what? I'm going to start my diet in three months. You know what I mean? Like we keep pushing it out cause we have these events and I, I get it. No one wants to be on a diet during an event, but if I can contribute one thing, like, in my weight loss journey success, it was that eye opening moment that if I truly want to see results, I have to sometimes make the sacrifice. If losing weight was easy, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. You wouldn't have tried a million times already before it would be easy, right? It's not, it does require some sacrifice. Um, so back to the keto thing, that was like a weekend. The second week I remember writing in my journal, I wanted to Call 911 like eight times. Going on to keto, again, starving yourself <clears throat> from carbohydrates, uh, they call it the keto flu. Some people experience it, some people don't. I experienced it to the fullest. Um, my heart would start racing to a degree that I thought I was having a heart attack. My chest started to hurt. Um, if I looked up, I, it's almost like my eyes would start to close in and I was. Blacking out. Um, oftentimes, removing carbs also reduces your sodium levels, and sodium, contrary to what you've been told, is so vital. You have to have good sodium levels. Uh, so many women are so afraid of salt, and it's not even the case. Um, salt is a essential electrolyte. You need it to function. Um, so I would have to drink bone broth with salt. I would literally heat up bone broth, put a teaspoon of salt in there, stir it up, and drink it. Um, I would put peanut butter on bacon. I would do, uh, all sorts of like cheesy egg roll-ups. I remember those were one of my favorites, um, all sorts of fat that I'd be eating. And, um, I had success. I did. Um, I tested my blood glucose and my blood ketones every morning to make sure I was in ketosis. I took it seriously guys. And, and it's the one diet that I would contribute all my success to. And you want to know why looking back and even no, at the time, I thought it was keto. I did. But looking back, it wasn't keto. It was the fact that it was the only diet that I stuck to. It was the only diet that I when I went to my family's house on the weekend, I brought my own food. It was the only diet that when I went out to the restaurant, I looked beforehand, I found something that I was able to eat. And that's what I ordered. It was the only diet for 30 days. I didn't have a sip of alcohol for 30 days. I didn't go once. Did I deviate from the plan? Not once. And it was the first time in my life that I had ever done that. And I think what I was 25, 26 years old, so from 16 to 20 25 26 over so 10 years I was in this yo-yo diet phase where I didn't stick to anything consistently. And for once in my life for 2 years I stuck with keto and I lost it was like 20 pounds or so. I think I started at 150 I got down to 130 which was my goal. I I cannot stress enough That it isn't the diet. It isn't that paleo didn't work. It isn't that keto doesn't work. It isn't that any of the stuff doesn't work. It's the consistency factor that people are missing. And eventually I uh, met my now husband and he... um, Ate like an athlete. He had carbs, he had fats, he had proteins. He ate like an athlete. And I want to be, I am an athlete. I am a born athlete um, that's just in my blood. And I wanted to be able to perform well and I wanted to be able to feel good. Um, and honestly, I wanted to eat some of the foods he was eating. And uh, so very quickly, um, I kind of did keto during the week. And then when I saw him on the weekends, I would eat what I wanted. And so the second I started doing this, I started gaining weight. And unfortunately with keto, um, there's a lot of science behind it. There's a lot of stuff behind it, but if you just abruptly stop a diet like that, and then you eat whatever you want, your body is very primed to gain fat very quickly. Cause if you've been starving it of a certain macronutrient or enough calories for long enough, it's going to be in this mode. People love to call it starvation mode. You can call it what you want it, but there's really no such thing as starvation mode. Your body has basically learned a new baseline of very low calories and your body is built to survive. Your body doesn't care if you wanna look good, if you wanna wear a swimsuit, your body doesn't care. It doesn't even know, it's trying to survive. So if you've only been feeding it 12, 1300 calories, whether it's keto or not, whether it's carbs or not, Keep that in mind, it doesn't matter what macronutrient it is. If you've been feeding yourself a very, very low amount of food, the second you start feeding up, it's going to be like, whoa, this is great. We've been living on such low calories. We're going to save a lot of this. We're going to store a lot of this because we don't know if you're going to go back to feeding me like a little child. So we're going to store almost everything that you give us. It's not going to be used for energy because your body's already great at working and, and using the energy at a very low level. You can find the science behind that. That is the best way I can describe it in a term and in a way that you probably can understand it. So now you start eating up. I did, I ate whatever I wanted. I ate whatever my, my, uh, now my fiance at the time was eating and I gained 20 pounds within a month. In two years, I lost 20 pounds, which is actually a very healthy, sustainable way of losing weight. And within one month, I gained all of it back and I actually looked worse. I was swollen. I was inflamed. My body was very, very not happy. And it, it started that phase again. It's like, oh my gosh, I, I got to where I wanted to be, but I was on a diet that was not sustainable. Keto, I will tell you right now, guys, it may sound good. It may look good because, you know, your neighbor lost this amount of weight in this amount of time. I hear it all the time. Like, oh, you know, my next door order, Kevin, he did it. He lost 12 pounds in a week. Guys, we'll go back to what I talked about earlier. Most of that 12 pounds is water because on keto, you are reducing your carbohydrates. Therefore, you're reducing a lot of water and water weight comes back quickly. Your goal should not be to lose weight. It should be to lose fat um, and of course I want to lose all this weight again. And it just kind of restarts that cycle. So whether it's, you've been successful 30 days and you start over or like me, and it was a two year, really good streak. And you start over the key here guys is sustainability. Can you sustain it? And for those questions, guys, and I see it all the time, people think they can like, yeah, I can, you can. So in a year, you know, when you have to go to a wedding and they have cake and champagne, champagne is not keto friendly. My friends, people try to cheat their way. If you, and that's my second wave of advice. If you go into a diet and you first, your first response is when can I have a cheat meal and, or looking up cheats, like there's so many keto cheats. And at the end of my keto journey, I did, I really started missing banana bread and freaking lemon loaf. Like I missed bread and I wanted some. So I would start to look for cheats and I would make keto bread and I would make you know, keto this and keto tequila and keto, all of this stuff. And when you're starting to do that, that's a slippery slope of a journey that is not sustainable. So that is probably another biggest piece of advice is if you're already looking for cheats and way out, you shouldn't even start the diet. Cause that tells me right then and there, it's not something that you can be sustainable with. I didn't start doing cheats until probably a year and a half in. And I can't, I don't, for some reason I just had had enough and and that was unlike me to stay that long into a diet and no deviations, you know, but I've had clients and their first question to me is, do I get cheat meals? And I just want to be, that is not the right state of mind. Okay. This right state of mind needs to be, okay, I need to do this for my health. How long am I willing to do this? Is this something I can see myself doing for a long time? That's going to be the question. So then we, we look into um you know all the wrong things and this probably is a stage all of the above but we have people who you know i have clients and myself included goes through this time frame of okay well none of this is working right none of this has worked so what do i do well i read somewhere that if i fast for 16 hours and only eat 8 hours out of the day that i'll lose weight And so they start fasting or they worry about wrapping their stomach in a, uh, in a waist trainer, you know, or they get B12 shots or they worry about supplements. Well, I read somewhere that I need to be taking protein supplements. That's going to make or break a difference. Like I need to be taking creatine or I need to be taking, um, a fat burning pill or this, gut detox pill. We start looking into these shortcuts because we've been, you know, why, why try the long and hard way? Cause I did paleo. I did keto. I did all of these things and none of them worked. So I'm going to start looking at other options. And that's where we get into this problem of focusing on the wrong things. It's not the wrong supplements. It's not that you have missed out on this magical supplement that you need to be taking. You know, it's not that, um, There's not a workout that you've been doing wrong or that you need to get a waist trainer or wrap your stomach in coconut oil. Um, It isn't that you're eating too early in the day and that you need to be fasting. It's not that you're not eating six small meals throughout the day versus three large ones. If you're focusing on those tiny things, you're missing the bigger picture. And I did. I tried every single one of those. I've been on every diet pill, every supplement. I've tried fasting. I have tried cleansing. I have tried uh, three small meals or three large meals versus six small ones. Um, I tried it all. And, And I'm here to tell you that I know that you're confused and that this might be hard and weight loss seems like something that isn't for you or that you're broken or damaged or your genes or your hormones. Like there's so many excuses that we see out there. And I'm here to tell you, it's not the case for so long. I did blame my hormones for weight loss. I said, it was just, I'm, I, uh, I'm a bigger, I'm, and I've never been bigger, but I've never been like thin, you know, and I wanted that flat stomach. And, um, I'm just, i am am a, I'm a, I'm not like that naturally lean woman. And I just always had to find these excuses. And at the end of the day, it's because I hadn't stuck to anything um, that actually is worthwhile. And so what, what can you do? What should you do? Because I can guarantee you almost everyone listening to this has probably been stage one, two, three, four, or all of the above multiple times in your life. And you're just looking for that answer. You're looking for that help. I can tell you with certainty If you stop expecting changes that are monumental, and an example of this would be: we go to the gym, we do an ab workout, and the next day we look at our stomachs and we're just disappointed. Like, there's no change. How many of us have done that? How many of us have gone to the gym for one one week straight and we look in the mirror and we don't see anything and we're like, "Oh, I get it." I've been there. I spent years and years of my life doing all the wrong things. Part of what makes me a co- a valuable coach is I wasn't born with natural leanness or natural athleticism. I wasn't born with a fitness spoon in my mouth. I had to work very hard for where I got. I wasn't genetically blessed. And unfortunately in this day and age of, of social media, we find people who look good and we think that they have the answers. And if they never really had to go through what you've been through, how can you expect them to understand where you're at? And I'm just here to tell you, I understand this. This was not easy for me. I hated, hated dieting. And I hated the fact that I had to give up things that I loved in order to lose weight. And, and in my, what I want to say, in my opinion, look good. I hated that. And eventually I got to the time uh, to a point where I was like, you know what? Screw it. Screw it. It is not worth me being this unhappy and giving up alcohol and giving up all of this stuff that I love and my lifestyle and my life. I'm just going to be happy with, with the body that I have. And as much as that's a good mantra, guys, we have to make sure that that's not a lie because it was a lie for me. I wasn't happy I wasn't, I wanted to go wear a swimsuit to a pool without having to wear some sort of something around my waist. I wanted to wear something cute without, you know, like a cute top. But if it was at all tight around my skin or my stomach, I wouldn't wear it. So all of my clothes were really flowy and I I wanted to feel comfortable wearing jeans. I wanted to feel comfortable wearing clothes that were cute. I wanted to go and just be comfortable. And and me lying to myself by saying, well, I'm just unwilling to give up my fun life because clearly dieting sucks. I'll let you in on a little secret, guys. I have never, ever been happier in my life as a healthy disciplined person than when I was doing the whole YOLO. Sometimes we are so unwilling to give up the life that we have Because we fear that something different will be worse. And instead, we don't think that maybe we should give up what we have because what is to come is even better. If someone could have somehow inserted the way that I feel after I adopted a healthy lifestyle into my brain prior, I would have given it up in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. All those weekends and brunch mimosas and the things that I actually thought were fun were actually making my life worse. I had really no sense of big responsibility. I had no sense of dreams, of goals, of aspirations. I was living for the next fun weekend. I was just living to go out to eat and I was just living to work, come home and sit on the couch and have a glass of wine and it actually turned into a bottle. But like, I didn't have any self aspirations or goals, whether it was a hobby like painting or going for walks and listening to music or reading a book or, um, painting or playing an instrument. Like it was just working for someone else for nine to five, someone else's dream. I was not living mine. I was just working to make a paycheck. And then I was waiting for happy hour and, you know, hanging out with friends and, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I didn't realize how unhappy all of that actually made me. And, and, and I don't think sometimes we ever sit down and think about our habits, you know, are our habits conducive to the goals we have in life? You know, are you living for you or are you living for someone else? And we live in a very interesting culture right now where you wanting to lose weight and look good is somehow vain and self-centered. You wanting to take care of your body and maybe drink a little less alcohol and move a little more somehow means that you hate yourself. We live in a culture where people think that people that are fit are shameful of fat. You know, the whole fat shaming thing. Me wanting something better for myself doesn't make me selfish. It doesn't make me a fat shamer and it doesn't make me a bad person. And I know you have to deal with that. I know you go into into your office and you know, you are have a salad and you brought your own lunch and you're drinking water and you say no to the happy hours because you have goals. You're going to get shit. You know, co-workers are going to give you grief. Your grandma might say, you don't need to lose weight. I mean, how many times have we heard that from a family member? Society loves to tell us what to do and we need to learn that our goals are just that, they were ours. And as long as you're not inflicting self-harm or harm to others, we need to learn how to stand by our goals. And that is something that is learned over time. All of this is learned over time. This journey that I just discussed with you the cycles, the habits, guys, this was like a five-year ordeal or more. I mean, it's gotta be more. Gosh, I'm, I'm acting like I'm, I'm way younger than I am. Yeah. Cause it was like a 10 year plus journey. And I'm telling you what we all know. The definition of insanity is doing the same things over and over and over. Right? So if you are going to do the same things over and over, insert whatever diet you want. Insert whatever detox cleanse you want. Insert whatever diet pill you want. You cannot have different results if you're not willing to change. You have to change. There has to be a change there. And I'm going to make this a two-part podcast because it's already 34 minutes. But what I want to talk about are habits and things that you can change and implement right away. They're not huge. They're not going to suck. That you can start. By losing weight, because I'm telling you, the key to weight loss is not the diet. It's not that you're missing the diet. It's not that you're missing the key or the secret. I tell you what, if there's a secret, I would know about it and I would tell you. (laughs) I would. You need to realize that some habits of yours have to change. And instead of thinking negatively, like, oh, I don't want to give up this, maybe start thinking, wow, what do I have to gain? This is cool. This is a new challenge, a new journey. I wonder what I will gain from doing this. Start putting your mindset into a healthier, happier place. And instead of focusing on what you have to lose, focus on what you have to gain. Because I can tell you from experience and from working with clients, it is life-changing when you start taking care of yourself. It is life-changing when you get out of that cycle of yo-yo dieting. It truly is life-changing. And I am here to help you the best that I can. I recommend hiring a coach. I really, really do. But if you don't want to hire a coach, I give out information on my Instagram, on this podcast, and in the Facebook groups of how you can lose weight yourself. It will require work, I won't lie to you. It's not going to be easy, but nothing worthwhile is easy. So I cannot wait to see you guys on the next podcast. It will be released very quickly after this one. I don't want to keep you guys on your seats because I know at the end of the day, you all have been through what I've been through, what I just talked about. We've all been there. And so now we want to know, okay, how can I change it? What can I do? So stay tuned for the next podcast. We will be talking about things you can do right now to lose weight, keep it off and learn how to sustainably get the body that you want.